Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This time, the king of all douchebags gets robbed. Jordan has trouble making friends, plus we name a whole bunch of shit. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us from SlateV.com, Emily Calderon. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Um... Emily is uh, Emily's a, a editor, producer, director. What happened is we just interviewed Emily. We just had Emily on the show like she was going to do one segment, but then we decided she's going to do the whole thing. So if you really want to know what Emily does for SlateV.com, uh, you're just going to have to wait a little while. Stay tuned. So keep it, I, think, uh, I think they say in the biz. Keep it locked, I think is what they say in, mm-hmm. in FM. Mm-hmm. Maybe in AM. You're thinking of AM, Jordan. I am. Wait, I this is pod- what do we say in podcasting? Keep it, keep keep the buds in your ears. Don't take them out, Jordan. Don't take your buds out. We have to think of something that's the future. No, that, of that, stay tuned. Of two th- of of stay tuned, circa two thousand and three. Yeah. So we have to balance those different elements. Oh, I got one. I got one. Uh, keep keep your cursor away from shuffle. There you go. Keep that's your it. cursor cursor away from. If you want to know more about There's what no... Emily Calderon does for <laughs> Slate V, keep your cursor. Away from Shuffle. Oh, that was great. Was that good? Yeah, there's n- really no need to delve into this anymore. Do you feel like this is going to be a sort of a, a red, white, and blue episode of Jordan Jesse Go? Does that seem? Does that feel right to you? Yeah, or I mean, we're all American. Either one, though. These colors one don't of the run. Two. Yeah, stars and bars. Stars and bars. Okay, what do you think? So far, we've got red, white, and blue. These colors don't run. Stars and bars, all American, Emily. How are you feeling? I like stars and bars. Stars and bars? Yeah, nice and bold. What about stars and stripes forever? Nope. No. Doesn't oh. rhyme. Okay, sorry. It doesn't rhyme enough. To... It I rhymes didn't... very little. I didn't mean to screw everything up for you guys. Well, you did. Okay. Let's move on. What's done is done, Jordan. Sure. What's done is done. It's a stars and bars episode of Jordan Jesse Go this week. Because we're going to talk about presidential candidates. We got a lot of good presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. Some people called in to suggest that pre- that uh, professional wrestlers should run for president. Now, I uh, I don't mean to offend our friends like uh, our friends who who called in that one time to explain to us what was good about professional wrestling. That was a while back. That was quite some time ago. That's for the old heads, but the. The fact of the matter is, I don't think a professional wrestler should be president. Even someone from TNA wrestling? TNA? Yeah, that's like regular wrestling, but more extreme. Oh, it sounded like nudie wrestling. No, no, no. Well, TNA, total nonstop action wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize no that's boobs. what that was. It's a boob-free event. Yeah, I don't... Because... Um, is it super... How extreme is it? Pretty extreme. Do they take it to the max at all? Mm-hmm. Out of ten, how many would you say they have? X. Maybe that's an exception. Maybe TNA wrestling is an exception. Yeah. 
I'm thinking more of WWF wrestling. Yeah, TNA, Total Nonstop Action, is the future of wrestling, and I think the future of politics. I, who am I to disagree with the future? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Emily, uh, later on, will have a semi-salacious story about the Republican National Convention. Which she attended. Mm-hmm. And we're going to name some stuff. We got so many oh, names. Yeah. That's going to be good. So many people want us to name stuff. Just f- uh, for your edification, e- Emily, last week we asked people to let us name something. Uh, and we w- offered a range of possibilities for things we could name. Jesse was pushing for child. I was saying boat. Yeah, exactly. I would really like to be there for the launching of the boat, particularly where a uh, champagne bottle is smashed on the hull. Right now I'm thinking maybe Starship. Oh, yeah. Which is like kind of like a space boat, mm-hmm. certainly, but sure. it can go in space, which a regular boat can't do. What about a municipal building? Yeah. That's good. How about a community center? I mean, that's That'd a ki- granted, cool. that's a kind of municipal building. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Tr- I'm just, you know, I'm spitballing. You're whittling it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm whittling. I'm spitballing. I'll name, I'll name a Department of Water and Power. Well, isn't that usually just, isn't that just usually city name department of water and power doesn't have to be that's a problem i'm saying those are boring so you're suggesting that maybe we should start naming things that already have an established naming format because we could break the rules we have that kind of charisma Mm -hmm. we have that kind of intelligence jesse fox broke the rules when they debuted the oc in the summertime so i think we should break the rules by calling a library something else okay fair enough book center uh, I to add too close to library. Okay. What about DVDs and some books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Good. That's good because it's what a book is really. It's what a library is really good yeah, for. Yeah, maybe like under DVDs, free in DVD rentals. That's like all and I also see when some I go books. to a public library. You usually like free internet DVDs and some books. Yeah, <laughs> homeless guys too. You you know it's homeless that... guy washing himself in sink the building. How about? Too many musicals in the DVD section. <laughs> Is that something? Yeah. PBS specials? Can we just call it a PBS specials? PBS special acquisition center? What about this old house? Can we call it this old house? <laughs> we can. Can we just name it Bob Vila? That's what I'm ultimately working towards. <laughs> naming... Yeah, sure. I got to do a report. I got to take the kids down to the Bob Vila. <laughs> I need to do some research over at the Bob Vila. Okay. There's, well, there's a homeless guy washing himself inside Bob Vila. <laughs> there's a homeless guy who really ought to wash himself in that Bob Vila. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second yeah. on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Joining us this week on the program from Slate V. It's a video project from Slate, Jordan. Slate.com. Slate.com. Or as I once called it in a Slate.com podcast, Salon.com. <laughs> Emily Calderon. E- Emily, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It is a pleasure to have you. Did you know that that I did that one time? You called Slate Slate. Man, yeah, I bet they hate that. You've made that mistake before, I'm sure. Everyone thinks that Slate and Salon are interchangeable. I've had so many people, they're like, oh my God, I love Slate. And then they'll tell me their favorite Salon.com writer. They're like, oh God, I love Garrison Keillor's column. (laughs) I said that on the podcast and I 
I think I got fired. I, they didn't exactly fire me. <laughs> I'm sure nobody noticed, though. But they use their <laughs> fingers to make uh, little gun guns and then make gun shooting noises at you. And then they stabbed me. <laughs> so I'm putting two and two together But here. they didn't kill you. Uh, no, well, no, well, I was dead briefly, but, I, like, I flatlined, but obviously I'm here now, sure. so... Andy Bowers was nice enough to uh, to, to give you mouth-to-mouth. Absolutely, man, that was fantastic. I don't know but, if you've ever had the chance to get mouth-to-mouth from formerly NPR uh, Moscow correspondent, uh, n- now Slate V executive producer Andy Bowers, but that was my dream, and I finally achieved it. Yeah, it takes a little stabbing. I know, I, I'd do it again in a second. Uh, Emily, you, you know you you are a a producer and and editor over there at Slate V, and you work very closely with Andy Bowers. What I mean, wow. take us through a the day. Andy I mean, Bowers, what former kind of coffee White, does he like? Former White House correspondent <laughs> Andy sure. Bowers, former day to day liaison Andy Bowers. He used to go on day to day and talk about something that was in Slate. I mean, that is amazing. Uh, what bagels does he like? How does he take his coffee? Any little tidbit. I will tell you one thing about okay. Andy Bowers. He loves hummus. Mm. He loves oh. hummus. So do I. So kind of do guy. I. Me too. Oh, I knew it. I Seriously. Knew, I secretly knew he was just like me. Uh, ever since they passed that gay marriage law, all I do in class is just write Mr. Andy Bowers, Mr. Andy Bowers, Mr. Andy Bowers on my notebook. I was writing Mr. Jordan Hummus. So I, <laughs> I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, uh, uh, so how how long, how long have you been with the organization over there, Slate V? I, I've been with Slate V for, um, a little over a year now. And can you kind of give us just a little overview of your job? What, what kinds of day-to-day things do you do? What kind of special projects? Well, uh, I do everything from recording the audio for the Prudies. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the animated Prudies. Uh, that's Jordan. In case you were wondering, that's the yeah. advice columnist. Sure, sure. Uh, they animate the uh, they animate the questions <laughs> that, there. That's our highest rating videos. Really? Yeah. Can People I be, love them some Prudy. Can I be the voice <laughs> of a? Can I be the voice of a letter sometime? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I actually have trouble finding people to voice the letters. Well, you just yeah. found somebody. <laughs> me, me, me too. Me, me too. No, me. me. No, me. me. Okay. Pick me. You guys come Mine will be more high-pitched. <laughs> so. Yeah, can you, Jordan, you can be a girl. You can be a teenage girl. Can do. Who's just gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> Or that's usually them. Um, but I also uh, now, uh, Emily. I'm what? not sure that Jordan can pass as a teenager anymore. Yeah, um, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing college and above lately. Yeah. Okay, I'll just keep that in mind. Thank you. So uh, all I'm saying is he's more of a lady now <laughs> than a girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's very important. So yeah, anything where like, you know, a girl really loves her boyfriend, but she's just not into sex with him anymore. <laughs> like I can do that really well. Okay, I'll keep that like in mind. Like he's great mm-hmm. and he's so sweet, but I just don't, you know. I'd just rather, you know, watch Mad Men and go to sleep. Yeah, that's something you're not I have attracted to, be good to at. your boyfriend. Yeah, no. I mean, I love him, but you love him, but you're not in love with him. Exactly. I see. Um. Anyway, so yeah. Okay, so you record that. I yeah. I mean, that's a minor thing, but um, I uh, shoot and edit the summary judgments every Friday with Mark Jordan Legan. Um, I pretty MJL. much yeah, MJL. Uh, I pretty much do um, like if you can think of something that needs to be done on a slate V, I probably do it. I shoot, I edit a lot of the projects. I um, commission uh, people, uh, freelancers, uh, and I work with them to do. 
other video projects that they might do. I also kind of uh, oversee, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. Jordan, didn't you read? So, uh, you didn't so you? A, 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 a real broad swath of things. Yes, mostly. Okay. mostly it's a small uh, organization, Slate V. Yeah, mostly shooting and editing okay. and, um, in uh, you know, talking with my producers on what types of projects we should be. Jordan, doing. I'm just kind of surprised that you didn't read all about this in the Andy Bowers cover Teen Beat. Oh, yeah. Remember, it had the sidebar about the different stuff Emily does around the office. I cut it up. I I, I got the teen beat, and I forgot to read it because I was cutting it up to make my Andy Bowers collage. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I needed I needed the section from the uh, from the Clearasil ad that said, be the sexiest you can be. So I cut that out. Right. And um, I needed the uh, I needed the one from the um, uh, from the Ed Hardy bikini ad that said fun in the sun. So right. I cut that out. And by, and by the time I did that, the article was unreadable. The same thing happened to me the other day. Somebody was asking me if I had read this piece in The Economist, and I was doing this body this body image collage. Oh. And I had cut The Economist to shreds. Mm. I mean, just torn it apart because it's so, it's so, you know, so rich if you really read between the lines of what they're saying in that magazine about, you know, our bodies and health and stuff like that. Anyway, I don't mean to take the focus no, no, off, sure, sure, off sure. of Emily. Um, uh, but, I mean, specifically, we wanted you to come on today because you kind of had a real unusual experience. You had to make Slate V pieces at the Republican National Convention recently. Yes. And had you ever been to a political convention before of any uh, party? No, I had never Peace been. and Freedom Party? No. Natural Law? No. Did you know you know the Natural Law Party is, is their convention just happens over in Frank's basement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and the Free Soiler one happens the day before, so there's still some Free Soiler <laughs> just stuff a up. They just free put soilers. the yeah, they put the um, they just kind of paste the uh, Natural Law posters over. And sometimes they peel and you can see them, and it's a little embarrassing. But you know what? They have it's it's kind of it's it's part of the charm. To really. be honest, it's no more embarrassing than the fact that the Free Soilers are so, still so worked up over the issues of the mid 19th century. Yeah, you know, gold standard, silver standard, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Anyway, so uh, the Republican National Convention in uh, what? Yeah, what state? Min- I Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Saint Minneapolis, Paul. Minneapolis, St. Paul's kind of nicer than Minneapolis. Am I mistaken in thinking that? I, you know, I didn't get a chance to check many places out, but I actually uh, went out to lunch one day in Minneapolis, and it was really cute. It was really artsy. But yeah, I think St. Paul. A lot Paul of like a lot of, of like theater spaces, maybe a lot yeah, of community yeah. theater spaces. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with uh, the section of Minneapolis that I. Now you didn't visited. get you didn't get to do a lot of different stuff in Minneapolis because you were. Hanging out with Prince? <laughs> yes. Okay. I just wanted to double check. In the Prince cave. <laughs> yeah. That's where, all the, that's where I edited all the videos. <laughs> wow. How'd you get anything done? <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> with all the dancing. He's like, do you want to try on my heels? And you're like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm like, just put them on me while I'm editing. <laughs> I'll just wear them while I'm editing. <laughs> I'll look at them later. <laughs> Prince, please, ten minutes. <laughs> okay, Prince. so so what was so Emily? What was it? What was it like? Like, what were your first impressions? Well, uh, I was kind of sent there uh, by Andy Bowers, my boss. Um, and... Wow, Andy Bowers. <laughs> Wait, the Andy Bowers? Yes, the Andy. The one Bowers. we were talking about earlier. Yes, wow. I work with him every day. Ask him wow. if he got my collage. <laughs> 
I think we did get in the office today. I put it on his desk. Wait, are you talking about Andy Bowers from the popular children's podcast, The Sugar Monster? Yes, I am. Holy mackerel. Okay, continue. Continue. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I just got excited. We're talking talking first impressions, Republican National First impressions. Well, our our other video producer, uh, Andy Bouvet, went to Denver the week before I did, and we were both kind of told before we went to the convention, um, you know, you're going to go there, you're going to be by yourself, just look around see what you think is interesting, try to find weird stuff, and go for it. So that was kind of like my mindset going in. And uh, to be honest, the first time that I entered, I was like, whoa, people are dressed amazingly here. Like, the fashion (laughs) was incredible. It was like a seersucker suit soiree. That's what I called it. (laughs) It was like so many seersucker suits, I couldn't believe it. Really? Oh yeah. How and worn in in what? It's it's surprising to me that anybody can wear a seersucker suit without a little bit of irony, right? I mean, no, there these was are, there was none. These are. Are we talking about white shoes or or uh, or tan shoes? I, I I think tan shoes. Okay. Uh, a lot of boater hats. Um, now we're now when, at the at the convention. Do people wear a real boater or do they wear a novelty boater? I'm not sure I know what the difference is. Well, a real boater is made of actual straw. A novelty boater is usually made out of styrofoam. (laughs) No, they were real boaters. Oh, wow. A real boater. (laughs) Andy Bowers. (laughs) Man, Emily, you've really come here and made all of our dreams come true in our minds. Yeah, I mean, and I I guess we, we have, you know, as... As you know, uh, uh, I forget what coast we lived on. West Coast. West Coast as elitists. West Coast elitists. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of have this view of what the Republican. You know, like we kind of imagine it. You know, you know, big white guys and, and moms with perms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is is how how close to a gross stereotype was it? Um, well, I I described it um, to my friends and family as a sea of whiteness. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt about it. Um, were you, cor- they were, they were working very hard to, to court Latino voters. Did you feel that as a Latina, you were courted at all? <laughs> no, nobody tried to court me. Uh, uh, people were very fearful of me. They blew their big shot. I know. This is the first time they've ever met a, a, a Latino or Latina uh, in a non-service industry capacity. Yeah. Or and, even somebody who resembles a Latina. But maybe you like isn't. a swarthy Italian. Yeah, exactly. For example, that's what that that could be one of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so sea of whiteness. You were overwhelmed by a sea of whiteness. The fashion was just incredible. But I watched your videos, and there was a black person in the videos there that was, you made. I did find one person of color. <laughs> and quickly ran over to interview them because I wanted to know why they were there. And he what quickly was on their tossed mind. a bolo around his ankle to trip him. <laughs> he said, "Hey, you!" Hogtied him. <laughs> he he was uh, he was a very reasonable man. Very we yeah. had a very uh, cool headed conversation after I turned my camera off. But uh, he was <laughs> fearful so you, of so me. So you turned the camera off and you asked him, "What's your deal?" <laughs> you asked him seriously, right? I I really did actually. I was like, I'm um, surprised to see you here. <laughs> That's kind of what I said. And he, you know, he 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 was a very conservative person, and he believed in the conservative values of the Republican Party. So, what did people did did, did people like? Uh, do you feel like people came right out and and explicitly stated their expectations of you as a? whatever uh coastal elitist of color i uh, who, wor- who works for uh the washington post company at large 
Yes. Uh, well, I, the first day I was telling people I worked at Slate. And that was kind of a mistake because either people didn't know we were Slate or maybe they thought we were Salon or um, people... One actually one of the first groups of women it was like um you know moms for Palin or something I told them I was from Slate and one of them was like I know what Slate is we're not we're not talking to you come on girls and she like left <laughs> and, they, and they all just and they all just turned around and faced the other way yeah, in unison literally literally and there was one woman in the group we're going she, to the smoking patio <laughs> <laughs> there was one woman who was like oh well maybe we should talk to her and then the the ringleader was like oh no they're gonna twist our words you know so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. using, using the ultimate word twisting medium video yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I tried my best to come off just kind of like um, you know because I, I think I do like kind of young I just kind of tried to come off as just very like yeah, well, sweet and open and you know open minded willing to talk which is you know kind of how I approach the videos in general I don't think I put you know anybody I, I wasn't grilling people on Palin or McCain or anything I just you weren't kind of, you no gotcha questions <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, the Katie Couric gotcha question. Um, interesting. So I mean, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned young. What was the kind of the age? Was was it there, was that like you would expect? Was it did it skew super super old? It uh, yeah. I mean, there were very there were. I I don't think I really saw very many college aged people or younger. There was a group of um, pages. Uh, the I think they're the congressional pages, and um, I like saw them and went right to them. And of course, they had a you know they had a uh what's it called special yeah. necktie <laughs> they did have a special necktie um no but oh, you they, know, were they, in a, they were in an anti-molestation dome yes <laughs> <laughs> people are always molested am i here tin tinfoil hats is that what you were looking for mm-hmm. tinfoil hats mm-hmm. um so okay oh raccoon tails yes um so okay so so there in this process, you were involved uh, uh, in something that you described to me as scandalous. Um, could you tell us about that? You were embroiled in a scandal, Emily. <laughs> uh, well, I... You caused an international incident of some kind. <laughs> tell us about it. Uh, well, I guess I want to put this in a way that um, won't get me in trouble with the person who... Sure. Okay. You, absolutely. John McCain. Yeah, it was John McCain. <laughs> His last name starts with an M and uh-huh. ends with an N. Uh-huh. Um, and in the middle is K. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, his whole I, name is John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's the Senate one, not a different one. <laughs> from McCain's hardware. Yeah. Um, but yes, absolutely. Being as delicate as possible and, and absolutely not losing a job. Yes, Um well, I, w- uh, I was out um, I was out doing like kind of a side video on the fashion and interviewing people on what they were wearing, and I stumbled across you know a young man who was uh, dressed interestingly, and you know I interviewed him, and uh, he. How, how was he dressed? How was he dressed interestingly? He he was wearing a western shirt that was open, and he was wearing these kind of like flamboyant sunglasses. He was just definitely was somebody that you know your eye is attracted to. Sure, sure. So I know, know my I, eye was attracted to him. All right, Jesse, that's enough gay stuff. Okay, sorry, Emily. Continue. I'm done. Sorry, Emily. Uh, anyway, so you know, I interview him, and uh, he ends up kind of saying this. 
at the very end of the interview after I've you know got him on camera he he ends up saying this kind of sexist remark and and I just promptly you know end the conversation and start to walk away and um so I think that's the end of it. I go on about my business and later on I'm down in the, the Washington Post workspace trying to do, you know, trying to work. And um, he walks in, uh, which is surprising to me because um, I never told him to meet me down there. And he uh, you didn't explicitly say it. But I with, didn't say but with your outfit and your good looks, your woman's gestures. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, I guess he could have gleaned that from our conversation, our yeah. business-like Particularly the part where you, would you say it was the part where you interviewed him uh, for uh, a major website, or possibly the part where you offended, where you were offended by something he said, turned around and walked away? <laughs> Which one of those do one you of think? One of the two. I think he thought I was being coy. Uh, oh. Well, ladies do that. Ladies do, ladies do that. Do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think we've all run into that. I ran into that once with Mr. Andy Bowers, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, so I'm in the workspace, and he walks in, and he says, Hey, baby, I'm glad I found you. Like, <sighs> like, um, like just with that intonation, too. Like, no different. It's like, interesting that... That a that a, a a man there's a man who still thinks it's it's a good idea to call a woman baby. This man, yes. I'm I don't I think feel like Emily might not uh, Emily's not really in a position to 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 be too specific about what this guy was like. But having seen some video of him being interviewed elsewhere, non slate related video of this same delegate being interviewed. I feel comfortable personally saying he was the king of all douchebags. Then <laughs> <laughs> this guy was such a monstrous douchebag that it almost hurt my brain that someone could douchebag so profoundly and publicly at a major political event. Uh, so, so continue. So he comes into the uh, he comes into the room. Hey, yes. baby. Hey, baby. In front of everybody, and and I'm I'm sitting amongst all of these reporters, nobody really knows who I am because I'm the only person from Slate V. You know, uh, I'm already, it's it's hard to get that respect. You know, I'm trying you're to there get with, the respect. You're there the with Woodward, Bernstein, <laughs> Tom Shales, uh, tele- famous television critic Tom Shales of the Washington Post. Sure. Uh, Thomas Boswell, the famous sports writer of the Washington Post. Thomas Pynchon. Thomas Pynchon, <laughs> the legendary novelist. Mm-hmm. And others. Thomas Paine, the uh, American revolutionary. Max Paine, from the upcoming <laughs> film Max Paine. Starring Max Paine. Max Headroom, 1980s cultural phenomenon. And my style has a lot of headroom. <laughs> Let's continue. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they were all there. They're all sitting around eating. And, you know, I mean, I was just kind of embarrassed because here I am sitting there and I'm worried that everybody... Yeah, you don't... I mean, I'm, Colleagues sure. are possibly thinking that I flirted my way through an interview or something, right? That's yeah, that like you're my just, first thought. You're just... Yeah, that you're just smooching your way through the convention. Yeah, I, I can see yeah. how you might be worried about that kind. You are especially young. You are, you know, looking different than most people. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Better looking than most print reporters. Sure. Oh, thank you. Anyway, so I, you know, I tell him, uh, you know, I don't know what you thought when I interviewed you, but you really need to leave. This is only, you know, for authorized people or whatever. And um, so he gets really upset. Very says, professional. Yeah, I just was like, you, you, I was really embarrassed and I wasn't, um, I wasn't going to be nice to him anymore. And 
so so he says okay well fine i'll be in reuters and you're not invited like <laughs> trying to be coy back toward me um, um i'll be at reuters enjoying the cheese plate <laughs> yeah so i was like okay go you know go to reuters like <laughs> fine, <laughs> see you later reuters. see if i can i'll be at ap yeah um, getting drunk <laughs> so they're ap scotch <laughs> So after that, I'm just like, wow, that guy was like totally out of line. I can't believe it, mm. you know. And um, so so then, I, you know, the rest of the week goes on. Everything's fine. McCain gives his acceptance speech. And uh, the next week, uh, my boyfriend is reading a, um, you know, a, a blog, a popular blog. And he says, and, you know, of course, I had told like, you know, I told my boyfriend about this and we were laughing and he's like, oh, your friends on this blog. And so I'm like, oh, wow. So we go and we look at the blog posting and it turns out, uh, as reported by the Pioneer Press, that that same night uh, that we had had that little altercation, he um, he had met a woman at a party. Mm-hmm. She had brought him back to her hotel room Wow! or to his hotel room. Uh, she made him a drink, and that was the last thing that he remembers. Um, she basically roofied him and stole all of his money and all of his jewelry and, like, everything. The best part his about giant it. giant sunglasses. This guy, <laughs> the guy had, like, $50,000 worth of yeah. jewelry with him. He had, like, a diamond Rolex. He had a $20,000 cocktail ring on. Which is the ring I was inspecting while I was interviewing him. It's it was truly spectacular, and he even like and he itemized it. They quoted him in the newspaper, uh, and he itemized it for them and included a two thousand dollar belt. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Yeah. So it's it's not often that certain people get their comeuppance, but this was like truly. That's comeuppance. Yeah. That's appropriate. That's yeah. Was, wow. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, well, if you just might have put out, damn it, then he might not yeah. have lost his, uh... $100,000 worth of golden jewelry. <laughs> that's funny that, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's, I guess any time there's a convention or an out-of-town, I mean, I guess, like, you it's funny going, to the, Repub- going to the Republican National Convention to get laid. Oh like, yeah, it's such a funny. That's I mean, it's idea. a big party. That's what everybody does. Yeah, and so you 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 say you did not get to go to any after parties. No, I I didn't, and that's mostly just because I shot during the day and then edited all night. Um, because of my schedule, I couldn't really go out. Uh, although I did try to go to one party, but was turned away at the door, even though I had press credentials. Was that a Reuters party? No. <laughs> I heard they're really hard to get into. Yeah, it was. That's what I heard. It was one of the toughest. News syndication outlets to get into the parties of. Yeah. They're the best. That's why. Best yeah. parties. Well, Deutsche Press might have something to say about yeah. that, but. I don't know. Reuters babes, man. Legendary. Legendary. Those are some legendary babes. Why do you think they're so strong worldwide? Yeah. What were you going to say, Jordan? You look like you were about to no, say something. No, legendary Reuters babes. That was it. Oh, okay. That was the comment I was Just legendary make. Reuters babes? Yeah. You nope. sure you didn't want to say anything about Andy Bowers? <sighs> Andy Bowers. Andy Bowers. He's great. He's fantastic. So, 
There we go. I think that worked out well. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, Emily. Good story. Emily, thank you. No problem. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Calderon, America's radio sweetheart, lady sweetheart. See, it sounds fantastic it's when nice. Emily says it. It's graceful like a swan coming in for a landing. Absolutely. It's as beautiful as a swan as it emerges from its chrysalis and spreads its wings for the first time. But they're all wet with mucus. Swan mucus. Glistening mm-hmm. swan mucus, sure. specifically, Jordan. Jordan, I feel like having me here sure. is, is helpful to you sometimes. But having someone like Emily here, someone with a level head, mm-hmm. someone who has edited the Dear Prudence letters on Slate V. Someone who's pulling down good money. Someone who's pulling down real professional Washington Post company type money. I feel like between the two of us, we can take any problem you're having in your entire life, no matter what it is, okay. and offer you guidance. Here's, here's an issue, is that I lately um, have been mean to people who have been trying to give me a compliment or be nice to me. Here are two examples of this. Number one. Uh, number one was very recently. Um, I, was, I was waiting at a bar to get a drink. And the cocktail waitress comes up to me. She's very, you know, she's a nice, nice, cute young woman. Comes up to me and she says, uh, "Hey, uh, has anybody ever told you you look like Jack Osborne?" Uh, and I said, "Yeah, you know, I, I get that all the time. People only tell me I look like the dumbest, ugliest celebrities." And uh, she just, she just looks so, she just looks so, like really felt bad that she had offended me. Um, she's just trying to be nice. No, you know. She wasn't trying to insult. She was just trying to make conversation. She and, wasn't uh, working for a tip. No, absolutely you were, you'd not. You'd already, I had already ordered, ordered a drink, a drink from at a bartender. Bar. She wasn't trying to, you know, just a nice making conversation. Uh, so yeah, I did that. Uh, but you know, it's it's it's. I feel like people do tell me I look like celebrities, and indefinitely, that celebrity. One of the things they're famous for is being ugly. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no Jude Law. I will admit that. I. I will not. You know, no one's. I'm not getting Leave Schreiber from anybody. I'm under no. You get James Franco from time to time. No, I don't think. I. I. I would no. I, I'm not getting Franco. Anyways, uh, time to. You're more of a Johnny Depp. Sure. Uh, and then I'm always wearing a weird outfit <laughs> and speaking with an affect. Yeah. Affecting my voice. And you're friends with Tim Burton. Sure. Um, time to, um, uh, I was at a friend's play and I was kind of milling about in the lobby at intermission and there was, um, there was a guy and it was a guy there with his girlfriend and then some sort of parent and they were kind of looking and kind of pointing and whispering at each other and, uh, and the guy came over to me and he's like, hey, um. You know, I just right before we left the house, we uh, we watched a video of you uh, on the internet, and I just said, uh, "Yeah, I'm that cat who flushes the toilet," and then I walked off. <laughs> this guy was just trying to make conversation in the lobby of a play. 
I just and 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 you know to to my credit, that's kind of a clever thing to say. Yeah, it is a. Clever but I should thing have said, say. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Uh, what did you see? What's your name? Did you like it? Thank you for watching. What are you here for? Do you know someone in the play? I mean, that that should that's the that's the human being's response to that. I mean, yeah. Anyways, but I just chose to say it and then leave. Anyways. Yeah, and what's special about it is in the lobby of a play, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, I just went and sat in my seat. <laughs> and I even maybe wanted to mill about some more, but I just felt like I had made that exit and there was no re-entering after were you, that. Were you wearing a cape at all? <laughs> I, Did you yeah. throw down any flash powder? I should have. I threw down a packet of cocaine that was in my pocket. <laughs> And a dog ate it. That was funny. <laughs> I don't know why the dog was in the lobby of the theater. It was in the play. Oh, play dog. Yeah. yeah. It inserted itself into a few more scenes in the second act, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I was watching Budget Glory of Christmas, <laughs> yeah. where the dog comes to visit Jesus. <laughs> um... Anyway. I feel like the first instance is kind of like, that's a warranted... comment coming from you i don't know but i don't know who that actor is that she said oh jack osborne um he's ozzy osborne's son you remember when ozzy osborne had the reality show oh oh that's horrible yeah he's like known for being fat and unpleasant that that to me like that would piss me off yeah somebody said that did you deck him i would have i had the same response which was just to walk away and sit down like, say the thing and then walk away. Maybe I'm just concerned with making an exit, you know? And when I feel like I've got that exit, I do it. Maybe it's just that... Maybe it's just this, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You just get so excited when you when you have a good line. You ha- A, you have to say it. And then B, you can't see it going anywhere else. The whole thing's done. Yeah. Once you've delivered your line. I've I've even been, like, thinking to myself, like, maybe... Like, maybe I should, you know, be making more friends and being more social than I am. But, like, maybe this is this when when I do have the chance to meet someone new, I just say something mean to them and then leave. Maybe, maybe you're just kind of embarrassed because you're being put on the spot and you want it to end. Yeah. You don't want any more attention paid to you. Yeah. It's a great way to, you know, these people, these are valid conversation starters, I feel like. Although, from the cocktail waitress, I would have maybe appreciated you're a thinner Jack Osborne, or you're a cuter Jack Osborne, or you're a, you know, maybe non-entitled, seem like a well-adjusted person Jack Osborne. Anyway, whatever. But a lot of times I think when people say you look like somebody, it's like their own projection. Yeah. You know, like, unless you really look like them, it's... I do look a little, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, I look a little like him. Uh, okay, let's take some. Uh, let's do some momentous occasions to cleanse our palates. Let's How about do that? it. Let's do it. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. It's Leanne and Lauren. Today we're calling from Lauren's guest bedroom with a momentous occasion. We just registered for Max FunCon. No, don't come. You sound too high pitched. <laughs> Jordan, you're supposed to be working on this. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. These people are coming because they're excited to see you. Yeah. These are federal employees, Jordan. They have a lot of power. <laughs> They're federal employees? How did you know that? Because it's Lauren and Leanne. They, they Remember, they called us from federal property recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren. They called from the, uh, <laughs> I was going to say gas station bathroom, post office bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, this okay. time they weren't calling from federal property, so maybe you can take what they said <laughs> with a grain of salt, because it's just 
from Leanne's guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, we now know that Leanne has a guest bedroom, which means she must be pretty powerful and influential. Sure. Because she has an extra bedroom just for guests. Exactly. You know who Dignitaries. I, I, you know who I bet comes to visit Captains her? Captains of industry. My best guess? Dennis Miller. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know, right? The Dennis Miller, I bet, has been there. Man, do you think he does some of his famous rants in her house? <laughs> Absolutely. I bet he makes some cryptic uh, allusions, like maybe to Caligula or something like that. And then does something from low culture. Absolutely. Immediately after. Boom, 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 boom. He's going back and forth, back and forth. Caligula or that chick from Weird Science? Ah. It's not a good... We Neither of us have a good Dennis Miller impression. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. This is David from Milwaukee. Just a pretty momentous thing happening in my life. Last night, I bought a bowler hat. In about five hours, I will be the proud owner of a tuxedo tailcoat. Now, gosh, I don't... The the young man who called in, I think you guys will both agree, sound like a nice fella. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. A little yep. whispery. Mm-hmm. But a decent... He sounded like he had a good heart. Sure. He didn't say what his outfit was for, though. It was for a formal occasion. Oh. That's Most my likely. presumption. Okay. I presume it was for a formal occasion that began after six. Uh-huh. That's my presumption. Unfortunately, <sighs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but he, do, he does not want a bowler hat. What kind of hat does he want? Homburg. Homburg. Well. He's looking for a Homburg, not a <laughs> bowler. Now, it's possible, it's also possible... That he got a Homburg that he and was is just looking calling for, it a bowler hat. He was looking for a pinstripe banker suit rather than a tuxedo tailcoat. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's possible that the bowler hat was the one that was correct, and he just mistakenly purchased yeah. the, the wrong You're coat. saying these two items are disparate. They're they're incompatible. Okay, I would say, yeah. It's 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 like trying to play a, a mini de- a mini disc in a cassette deck. Mm. Also, why do you have a mini disc? You know what I mean? It's like that technology never took off. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, maybe it's the only uh, format you have certain Stone Temple Pilots albums on. Fair enough. Fair enough. You want to rebuy all those Stone Temple Pilots albums, yeah. and you got to re- want to re-listen to them because of the reunion. Absolutely, and you and you, plus you just want to rock out with STP. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, no, I still can't. I still can't condone this. Uh, if you're gonna wear a hat with uh, your evening wear, it should be a Homburg. Should not be a bowler. Okay. Hey, George, has to go. This is in Seattle, and I'm drunk for the first time. And uh, a uh, girl just put me in the friend zone. So, <laughs> classic. Talk to you guys later. What did he say now? Uh, He's drunk for the first time. Drunk for the first time, and a girl just put him in the friend zone, I think. Well, what does that mean, put him in the friend zone? <laughs> I think he probably just made an inappropriate pass at a girl while he was drunk. <laughs> Is that the, I just want to be friends with you? Yeah, it sounds like thing? it. That's the, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think that's friend think zone. That, that sounds way. right. Okay. That sounds right. Now, Jordan... Mm. I now when we play these calls, I don't want people to think that we're encouraging people to behave irresponsibly. If you do, though, make sure it's funny and you're and calling. You us. call us dur- while it's happening, not afterwards. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like like you know, it's a lot like the argument for the argument for and against abstinence education. We're not saying to have sex, but if you do, call us. Uh huh. Absolutely. It's the safest way to do it. 
Absolutely. Did you, did Jordan, did you know that a girl can't get pregnant if she calls us immediately after copulation? Also, you're in a hot tub. Yeah, and if you're, you're also have to be in a hot tub. That's true. So there's a lot of ways to prevent it's the, pregnancy. It's the we, interplay between the water and the microwaves coming out of the uh, telephone. Mm-hmm. Did you know that telephones generate microwaves, Emily? Have you, your videography uh, training prepared mm, you for that knowledge? Cell phones? Cell phones. The cellular right? telephones do emit microwaves. Yes, I w- just heard that on uh, KPPC the other day. Uh, you know, micro microwaves, the appliance... Uh, actually, emit telephones. Emit telephones. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Jordan, Jesse, go. Um, I uh, I just had a strange momentous occasion. I saw something I never expected I'd see. Um, I live in Redwood City, California, and was driving home down a very steep hill in a wooded area. And zooming past me in a bike lane was a gentleman on a bike I can only describe as a dandy cycle from the uh, 1890s. This was a bike with a tire that was roughly six feet across um, in the front, and then the back wheel was like a um, half-size standard bike wheel. Zooming down at high speed in a, in a helmet, uh, I could not believe my eyes. Alternately, this man may be nominated for president. He, he threw that in there, just yeah. in case we wanted to use it for the other sure. segment, which is thoughtful of him. The listeners like to build in a couple possible segments for us to use their calling, <laughs> mm-hmm. just in case. Jordan, I'm not surprised that it blew by him. Why do you think they call it a velocipede? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? Yep. Now, here's the thing about this bicycle. This is compatible with a bowler hat. Yeah. Mm. Entirely, perfectly compatible with a bowler hat. In fact, I would suggest that riding a vo- velocipede demands a bowler hat. Yeah, this guy's wearing a helmet. What a chump. I well, know. maybe the hat was under the helmet. Oh, yeah, that's true. But you can get a bowler hat big enough to fit over your helmet if you insist on wearing mm-hmm. a helmet. And that way you'll be both comfortable, uh, safe, and stylish. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they stopped riding velocipedes not because they were bad bicycles, but because they were too dangerous? Wow. Because people would fall off and, like, die. Man, sounds Be- like a pretty sound argument for bringing them back, huh? Because they're I had no idea. I thought they were just bad bicycles. I'd like to see a velocipede race held in a velodrome. Is that something you might be interested in at all, Jordan? Oh, if there's a bit of fondant involved, <laughs> count me in. Some gingham. <laughs> Striker to the line. Leg it. Leg it. Leg it. I'm just saying things I learned yeah. at that 19th century baseball recreation I attended once. Yeah, let's hear the next one. No, that's it. Oh, that's okay. It. Oh, good. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Calderon, uh... Polite guest. She is very polite. You have been very polite. <laughs> it's a very whole, apt yeah, nickname. Sure, I'll it's, take it. It's incredibly apt. It's a little bit clunky, but very apt. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot to say. I would prefer something be apt. I'd prefer something be a, a little bit a little bit easier to say and shorter, like say America's Radio Sweetheart. Yeah. Just something that's snappy, rather than polite guest. Can I be America's Radio Sweetheart too? Yes, absolutely. That's fine. <laughs> absolutely. You can be, well, you're certainly America's uh, radio uh, sweetheart lady, right? 
Yeah, you get that one clunks of each? it up. That clunks it up. Adding lady. What about uh, uh, America's Radio Sweetheart Lady Sweetheart? That's fine. Okay, good. I like that. We last week on the program, uh, we add no two weeks ago on the program, we asked people for their presidential nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with the uh, with the uh, amendment that it cannot be an actual politician. Yeah, no real politician. Or someone involved with politics in, in an obnoxious way, like Michael Moore, for instance. Emily, as a as a video journalist, you know just as well as we do that the politicians have already stunk up Washington. Mm-hmm. We need some. We need to send somebody in there to clean it up. Mm-hmm. You see Fresh what I'm blood. saying? Clean it up. Exactly. Now somebody called. And said that it should be David Letterman and Ira Glass, but I'm not. I decided not to play that because I think they were just telling me what I want to hear sure. in an attempt. They know who picks out what calls go They're on the show. They're trying to talk you off. Exactly. Exactly. And then somewhat. In Let's a, be clear. It is Jesse who picks the calls that go on the show. Somewhat. If well, I picked the calls, this would be a very different program. <laughs> yeah, it'd be one without calls. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't work the machine. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Blah, 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 blah. That's my impression of us. Uh, let's hear. Let's hear what our beloved listeners had to suggest. JJ Go, this is Brad from Virginia, Arlington, Virginia. I just wanted to let you know my candidate for president is Canada. I think Canada rocks. They're nice, they're clean, they're friendly, and uh, they seem to have it together up there. They've got health care, universal, seems to work. I like it. I'm voting Canada 08. I don't know. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, I like it. I had a lovely experience in Canada. I you went to Vancouver, it. British Columbia, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. What'd you think? I'd have a beer with Canada. Absolutely. What, have you ever been to Canada, Emily? I, I have. I've been to Vancouver briefly. It, impressions? It it was beautiful, but Canada strikes me as a little stale at the same time. Kind of boring. Maybe soft on crime. But I heard Montreal is really cool. I've never been there. So, but I don't know. I, here's what I'm thinking. I think that both of you are absolutely correct. However, number one, I think Jordan's correct. Canada as a whole, too soft on crime. And as you pointed out, quite trenchantly, a little bit staid, a little bit boring, Mm -hmm. a little bit of a snooze fest. Uh, Now, Montreal, somewhat more exciting. I think Montreal's a loose cannon. I I do not trust Montreal with the bomb. Yeah. It's, it's, you're right. It has a it has a history. Look what uh, look when it was in the military. It was reprimanded eight times. Absolutely, it was and, court-martialed. Yeah, exactly. Loose cannon can't trust it. I say no. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. Um, I was just calling in with my choice for the president. I would like to nominate Juanita from Jesse's Spanish class. Reason number one: I think it's time we have a black woman in office. Reason number two. She seems like she can admit when she is wrong or when she can't understand something. She's not hesitant to ask for help. Reason number three, she is making the step to learn another language, and I think that she could lead America into doing the same. And I would just like to repeat that I'm endorsing Juanita from Jesse's fan class. Thank you. For clarity. She repeated it for clarity and emphasis. Mm -hmm. Now, Emily, you don't know a lot about Juanita. No, I don't know anything about Juanita. She's a middle-aged woman. She works at the DMV. 
Sometimes she wears a DMV smock. So overweight. She's, so she's tough. She's overweight. She's certainly tough. No doubt about it. Juanita does not take any mess from anybody. Mm. Certainly what not about Guff. Certainly not her. El- not certainly not her eldest daughter. Certainly not her youngest daughter. Much less her middle daughter. Mm-hmm. Three daughters Juanita has. Now Juanita's email address is the name of two of her daughters. Her younger two daughters. Mm. Now her elder daughter. She doesn't get along with as well as the younger two daughters. So she she, left her out of the email address. So she left her out of the email address, but they're still mother and daughter. They love each other. They talk all the time. And she thinks her elder daughter understands why she would choose the younger two, because they're the young. They're the babies. You see what I'm saying? And they're the ones who help Juanita check her email. Jordan, do you have any feelings about Juanita for president? Uh, Well, uh, you know, I haven't met the woman. Right. She seems lovely, from what you say. Mm-hmm. She uh, is. She I'm really a is little... a lovely... That's another thing. And to her credit, she is a very lovely woman. Uh, she looks fantastic. When I found out she was in her 50s, I didn't believe it. She sounds like maybe... I don't know. I don't know how she would handle herself at a UN dinner. Here's what I think. What's our nation looking for right now? Hope. Optimism. A new way. Loudness. Right? Now she's yelling. Not, she doesn't yell that much. She kind of yells, and it's not a mean yell. It's a friendly yell. Okay, but I'm just saying, like when you don't know English, you just hear her yelling. You just hear the president yelling at you. You get threatened. You start firing automatic weapons. Blammo! World War Three. Jordan, you've never seen this woman smile. No, probably not. The, the, she smiles. She goes up to Alaska. Vladimir Putin starts peering at her. Mm-hmm. She throws up one of those big one, patented Juanita smiles. And she says, why are we fighting, baby? Get your fanny out of Georgia, she would say. Jordan, this is a real woman, not a racist caricature. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. That was racist, She would Jordan. say, me love you long time. <laughs> I'm... I'm really sorry. Okay, no, but Juanita, one smile from Juanita could melt the coldest of dictators' hearts, is what I'm saying. Everyone loves Juanita, Jordan. Can we meet in from, the middle? Can we meet in the middle? From the Armenian Backstreet Boys guys to the two old white ladies in the front who can't pronounce anything in spa- Spanish. I'll tell you who loves Juanita. Hassan loves Juanita. <laughs> Hassan can't get enough Juanita. <laughs> Can we meet in the middle? Secretary of Transportation. What's that? Is that the middle in between president and nothing? Yes. The Secretary of Transportation. It's the middle between president and Juanita. I'm. So, you know what? What about I, what about the press secretary? Oh, she might she be would a make good a good press, press secretary. secretary. Her communications are rarely uh, subtle. Mm-hmm. They lack some of the sort of finer points that you might look for in a press secretary. But do you think she would take questions from the press? Gladly. Yeah. And would the press love her? Absolutely. As yeah. long as the questions were about her grandkids. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's the kind of yeah. I don't think Juanita I don't think Juanita would be up for the obfuscation that you might need to engage in mm. in which you might need to engage as press secretary. Mm-hmm. That's true. She's a one if Juanita is anything She's a straight shooter. Do you think Juanita would come on Jordan Jesse Go? 
Uh, let's too cross busy that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> <laughs> Can, okay, how about this? Can I invite Juanita to come on Jordan Jesse At, Joe? Anything's possible. It's your house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think so far of all the candidates we've heard, one, I think we can sure, all agree Juanita is the strongest the candidate list. thus far. She's the leader of the pack, okay. if you will. Now... She could fall mightily. Look what happened in uh, the presidential primaries. Everyone expected Hillary Clinton to win the Democratic nomination in a walk. Yeah. She had to break into a run, and she still didn't end up winning. Remember what happened to poor old Howard Dean, too. Absolutely. With one crazy yell, Howard Dean torpedoed his chances at the Democratic nomination in the year 2004. 2000? Yeah, 2004. No, 2000 was Al Gore, so it's 2004. Yeah, okay. 2004. Yeah. We're all good. I know stuff. Hey, JJ Go. This is Jason from Chicago, and I have to cast my vote for Margaret Cho, comedian, for president. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Next. You know what? I think we might have spoken too soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I think we're thinking of the same Margaret Cho, right? She's uh, the one... Uh... Famous Korean woman... Sure, but I don't. I don't believe she's a comedian. No, no, she has a. Uh, she's famous for having a reality show featuring midgets. Right. So I don't think there's, so any, she, there's no so comedy he, involved. So he's talking about a different Margaret Cho. He is. We'd need to hear more about this comedian Margaret Cho's qualifications. Oh, that's true. More info. Hey, Jordan and Jesse, but the girls' versions of both of your names. Um, I have a presidential candidate for you. Dwayne Michael Carter, a.k.a. Lil Wayne, Lil Wheezy, Wheezy F. Baby, Wizzle, Young Money, Wheezy Wee, Rotune, Louisiana, Wheezy F., Young Stunner, Birdman Jr. Um, his benefit is that all those people could be parts of his government, and he could just work for the one salary, um, basically reducing our deficit into a surplus in about three weeks. All right. Thanks, guys. Number one, I'm unconvinced that Wheezy's various personae could somehow split apart in, and, in order to handle different parts of the government. Yeah, we would need a vortex. Um, <laughs> number two, uh, I think there's also a downside to electing uh, Wheezy F. Baby, uh, which is that... He appears to be severely addicted to codeine cough syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if he would have the the, the raw. JFK re- was on meds, man. JFK had all kinds of pain meds. That's why his face was so puffy. Really? He did a great job. He was all puffed up on meds, huh? Yeah. Have you ever been puffed up on meds, Emily? Mm, when I had my uh, wisdom teeth removed, mm-hmm. I was. You're all did puffed you feel, up on uh, meds. Did you feel more um, more qualified to govern? Uh, I did. Did you yeah, feel like and criticisms just bounced right off me? Did you feel <laughs> right like off your puff? Did you feel like you had the reaction time to be president? Uh, yes. Let's say Vladimir Putin challenged you to a game of centipede. Do you think you could have taken him on? Totally. This is a this is an arcade machine with a trackball, mind you. This is not with a joystick. Mm, I might need one one chance to get through die and then come back so you would just only want you could do it with only one uh with only one life yes one extra life hmm. do you think wheezy f baby could do it with only one life oh yeah he's probably immune to the cough syrup at this point right yeah he just drinks it out of habit he just yeah. drinks it to get by he's not even getting into high anymore 
Yeah. We have to take that into consideration. Probably. Sure. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you think that the Birdman, senior, not junior, the Birdman, would insinuate himself into our nation's political discourse? And his secondary question... Time out. What does Little Wayne sing again? I don't know. What's his song? What's his big song? He has lots of songs. Most mm. recent hit song was Lollipop. Okay. How's that go? Um, it's got a lot of rapping in it. Okay. Uh, a Millie, that was another big big hit from his record. Yeah. The beat went, A Millie, A Millie, A Millie, A Millie, A Millie, like that. Okay. Got continue. I kind of know what you're talking you, maybe about. You know, maybe you know his song, Stuntin' Like My Daddy. That would be in reference to Birdman Sr. Okay. I keep going. Okay. Uh, anyway, what I'm saying is the Birdman Sr. is the number one stunner, and I wonder if he would uh, possibly make unreasonable demands on the stunning of various Americans who are, n- frankly, not even stunners, much less competitive stunners, much less champion stunners. This is <laughs> sounds really complicated. I don't even know what any of this is. Yeah, that's that's why I think it's a dangerous choice for president. Yeah, you see confusing. what I'm saying? Too it's too confusing. baffling. Just, just with having all those names, it's baffling. Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about the Birdman of Alcatraz. Mm. See, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. I would say that the Birdman of Alcatraz would be a better choice than Wheezy F. Baby. And the Birdman of Alcatraz, I think, was a murderer. Multi-murderer, possibly. Sure. Many murders? How many murders do you think he committed, roughly, Emily? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. See, even Emily, a video journalist, doesn't know how many murders this man committed. Too many murders. Too many. Too many to count. Yet he's still a better candidate than Lil Louisiana. Wow. That's truly remarkable. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is the no-spin zone right here. Stunting like... They say it's somewhere else. It's not. It's here. Stunting like my daddy? Not in the White House, you won't. <laughs> Mr. Baby. Mr. John, F. John Baby. <laughs> Mr. F. Baby. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. I'm Emily Calderon, America's Radio Sweetheart, Lady Sweetheart. I like it. You mm-hmm. see how good it is Gross when she says it, Jordan? Yeah. You see how good it is when she says it? It's nice. because she's a professional journalist, unlike us. We're professional pseudo-journalists. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jordan. And Emily, for your benefit. I don't think I'm a pseudo. What kind of journalism are we doing? You're doing entertainment journalism. Oh, right, right, right. Comic (laughs) entertainment journalism. That's true. I'm doing pseudo journalism by interviewing comedians on the radio. I forgot what my job was. (laughs) Yeah, once in a while somebody will say something about me being a journalist, and it just rings so false to Mm. me. I am clearly not a... I have no standards. I have no journalistic education. Emily, how do you feel about the title journalist? Can you deal with that? I, I do think it's kind of out of place in this multimedia um, world we live in now. It's because kind of you don't bizarre. work for a journal. 
Exactly. Slate exactly. B is a journal of sorts, isn't it? it? I I would argue that Slate is, but even today, as I was about to come onto the show, I was like, wait, should I should I like keep some sort of journalistic integrity when I reflect upon the GOP convention? But then I was like, am I a journalist? This oh, is a yeah, no right. integrity type situation. I want to make that. Like, we just want to talk about the douchebag with the giant sunglasses who got roofied. <laughs> now, last week on the program, we decided that we wanted to name some things. Um, and specifically listeners' things, just because it's a satisfying exercise of power. Um, the power that we have somehow obtained through, I don't know, I'd internet? say... Internet? Internet, yeah, I would say a combination of deceit and technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got some really amazing ones, and there are some that I saved uh, for us uh, to answer on the next program because they're ones that I want to talk to people about. Yeah, yeah, maybe but, something that needs more... Yeah, but we're recording this week's program a little bit late in the evening, so I didn't want to call anybody and bother them at home late in the evening. So I thought instead we would make this a sort of lightning round. So no more than 60 seconds or so on each one of these. Wow. But and I haven't, I, I, we have not heard these. Emily yeah. and I have, Jesse, you've heard these. I heard them, but I've promptly forgot them. Okay. So we're going quickly through these. We're just going to brainstorm a few names and pick something. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... For these ones, they're not binding. I'm Yeah, it would be nice if you would actually fucking put your belly on the bar, assholes. Yeah. And name it what we say to name it. But because we're because we're doing this quickly, this one this is sort of like a practice yeah. speed round where these if are if you're one of the strong recommendations. Does that seem right? Sure. We Right. We, These are the best possible option, but you don't have to take it. We ask that you use this name that we're about to suggest, but we do not don't demand. Stop but we do not demand that you use the name. Okay. Okay. If you're one of those people we call next week, though, you sure as fuck better use the name. Yeah, we called you. Jesus Christ, we took time out of our busy mm-hmm. media entertainment schedules. I've got podcasts to create. Uh, Emily has video to edit. And Jordan, of course, has people to blow off at his friend's play. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're busy people here. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Lauren from Cincinnati. I was calling to offer to let you guys name my bicycle. Um, I've had it for a long time and could never come up with a name that stuck. So uh, it's a little red bike. It's pretty small. I'm pretty small. And it's a Schwinn world sport from the late 90s, 80s, a while ago. So, uh, see what you can do. Thanks. Bye. My initial first blush is Stinker. Lil Rusty. <laughs> Lil Rusty. Emily, you got anything? Um, Trollop. <laughs> That's what first popped into my it's mind. It's easy? Is that what you're saying? You know, yeah, it's I, little, that, it's red. I don't know. It's like a dollop. <laughs> a dollop like of a, Trollop. Sure. What about Betty? Betty Bike. Well... Lil Trollop. Lil Trollop? That's too complicated, no, though. No, it's not. He's not going to successfully it call it. It sounds like a, it sounds it. Like a uh, newspaper comic from the Great Depression. <laughs> Lil Trollop? Yeah. It's going around giving blowjobs for fish. What about Lil T? Lil T-T? Lil T-T? No, Lil T. Just Lil T for Trollop. Lil T, short for Lil Trollop. Okay, That's done. it. Next. Jordan, Jesse, this is Nate. I am calling from Brooklyn. I thought that maybe you might want to name this uh, guitar I picked up recently. Uh, if you want to look at a picture of it, uh, you can look it up. Uh, the make is Gretsch, G-R-E-T-S-C-H. 
a Gretsch Electromatic G5120, and it's in that uh, it's in that orange color. Uh, anyway, it's been a good guitar to me so far, uh, but I think I need to name. Well, let me know what you think. Bye. Wow, from Brooklyn, and he's a musician. Do you think this guy's from TV on the radio? Mm, I think he's in the Hold Steady. Hmm. What do you think? It's hard to say. Oh, I think he's in the the Black Kids. There you go. Um, guitar. It's in that orange color, the guitar one. Okay. Lightning. Sir shreds a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tesla? Ooh, the Tesla coil. Yeah. Ooh, Emily, you got anything over there? What about Zappa? Okay, hold on. Zappa. Yeah. Yes, I didn't mean to cut you off. Dissociative fugue. What the fuck is that? It's a mental Jordan, condition. Jordan, your names are way too complicated. Shut up. They're great. It's a mental condition where you get amnesia and you wake up, you come out of the amnesia to find that you'd been leading a different life. Like for some reason you would wake up as a short order cook or something. Like you passed out, woke up, did a bunch of stuff, and then lost your amnesia. Dissociative fugue. Well, Tesla it is. Hello, Jesse and Jordan. This is Kyle from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, I actually just bought a lion-head rabbit last weekend, and I've been kind of struggling to come up with a good name for him. Um, but in case in case you don't know about them, Jesse, maybe you, one's been on your calendar. Who knows? But the uh, <clears throat> lion-head rabbit is basically a regular rabbit, but it has a big furry mane like a lion. Uh, the one I have is tan-colored, and he's still pretty shy, but uh, seems to be a bit more active at nighttime. So I know it's no baby or hovercraft or anything like that, but maybe you can still work with the coming up with a name for him. Uh, my number is... Okay, if it's a girl, Lady Puffs. If it's a boy, the Duke of Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dennis. Dennis is really nice. Dennis is good. What about Dennis the Menace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It is, I'd have to know what his behavior is like. You know what I was thinking? Hmm. It's like it's a lion head bunny, right? Yeah. Danger bun. What a dump truck. <laughs> dump truck. Yeah. That's mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that a nickname that Gene gave you in college? <laughs> Maybe. I'm always shoveling food in my fat mouth. What about danger? Danger. I like it. Do you like it? Danger. Wait, how, about da- how about Dennis Danger? Dennis De- Danger? Dennis P. Danger. Dennis P. Danger. That's it. That's perfect. Dennis P. Danger. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Brent Merle from Fullerton, California. And <laughs> I have a, a hog I'd like you to name. Uh, it's a silver Yamaha Vino 50cc scooter. This baby gets uh, 100 miles a gallon. And uh, when it when it maxes out, at about uh, 35 miles an hour, it's a beautiful sight to behold. All right, thanks. Give it some thought. What about this? This is a machine. Right. <clears throat> this isn't a living being. Right. What about sympathy for the devil? That's pretty good. Yeah. I was going to suggest shaky. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it like in calligraphy, sympathy for the devil. You got any ideas on this one, Emily? Mm, I'm drawing a blank. Shaky. Think about it. What about the SS Shaky? Sympathy for Shakies. 
the pizza place. <laughs> okay, how about this, Jordan? Let's compromise here. Okay. If he's capable of calligraphizing it, you know, making it, painting it beautifully on the side, possibly airbrushing it. Mm, oh, yeah. Sympathy for the devil. Okay. If he's not <laughs> shaky. <laughs> Let's meet in the middle. This guy's from Orange County. Come up and take us to Shakey's. <laughs> well, your they got a really we'll meet you it's there. a good value for lunch some mojo potatoes they got a they got an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet they got a lot of real Claw game sad people in there yeah <laughs> mexican birthday party hi jordan and jesse this is kate from lover's lane farm in northern california and i really need a name for my boar buck uh boar buck is a a male, a buck is a male goat, and a, a boar is a meat goat. And I have meat and dairy goats. And I'm getting a new buck that doesn't have a name. Um, so he's going to be like the meat stud uh, for my dairy herd and my goat, my my goat herd. Um, I'll be breeding him with my dairy does um, and eating his offspring. So <laughs> he's going to be sticking around. I'm not going to eat him. And so I need a good name for him. And um, his predecessor died uh, recently. He was having uh, some seizures and some issues, and he died. So, um, And his name was Tuck Everlasting, and he wasn't everlasting. <laughs> so I need a new name, uh, maybe preferably one that's lucky. Okay. Penis Factory, next. <laughs> <laughs> My 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 first feeling is Beardo. What about what if we do another book? Tuck Everlasting. What about another? How about what about the theme of her goats is books you read in junior high? Hmm. Interesting. Island of the Blue Dolphin. Franny and Zoe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, um, um. Round of the Great Horned Spoon. You know me, Al. Mm-hmm. What about what about Caldecott for the Caldecott Medal? Oh yeah. I like that. Caldecott? I was going to say Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> what about Are You There, movie, God, though. It's Me, Margaret? That's a pretty <laughs> are good you, one. Are You There, God, It's Me, a goat <laughs> who's learned to believe in God. <laughs> Let's go back. Caldecott? Caldecott. No, Caldecott's it's good. It's a good, good. Okay. What's you're... the other one? What's the other medal that you get? What's the one for illustrating? New... Newberry? Newberry. Okay. I think. It might be oh, the other way around. Oh, should be Newberry. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Jenny. I'm calling from Emily, it's you. where my roommate and I are big fans of your show. We listen to it all the time. And after we heard the new, uh, the newest episode, we decided that we would absolutely love for you to name our gerbil. Actually, it's my roommate's gerbil. And it's not a new gerbil. It's about three years old, maybe four. It's quite old for a gerbil. But it's nameless because it used to be part of a pair of gerbils named Alice and Nora, and one of them died, and we don't know which one survived. <laughs> um, so this gerbil needs a new name to sort of carry it into its uh, golden years, <laughs> and we would love if you guys could uh, help us out with that. There's a backstory to this that I think would make naming it a little bit more interesting, and it has to do with the death of Nora and or Alice, Nora or Alice, um, which happened, I guess, about a year and a half ago. So Sarah wakes me up in the middle of the night. Um, She stayed up working, and she's freaking out because she can't find one of the dribbles. She went to feed it, it was gone. And she thought maybe it got out, but we keep it on top of a bookcase um, underneath a screen and a huge, heavy book so the cats can't get it, right? 
And I was like, the gerbil is not gone. It has to be in there, right? I mean, it can't get out. It's gerbil. And she was freaking out. It was late. And I was like, just whatever, man. Just go back to bed. And so it turns out, though, after, you know, taking out the live gerbil and dumping out the contents of the cage into a trash bag, I indeed found the remains, what was left, of the other gerbil. Um, but the remains, you know, it was, when I say remains, I mean remains because gerbil who was left definitely consumed, I'd say a good three quarters of the dead, cor- you know, the dead body of a uh, gerbil who died. So this gerbil is, we think, living on and on, longer than gerbils are meant to because it has somehow taken on the life force <laughs> of uh, its previous cage mate. Um, and in a way, I think that makes it, you know, so the gerbil deserves a, a nice good name. Um, so if you could help us out with that. I know it's just the gerbil, it's not a car, it's not a house, it's not a baby, but it's a pretty good gerbil. So <laughs> we'd love to hear any suggestions you could offer. Penis factory, next. <laughs> Don't you like how her definition of a pretty good gerbil is one that has consumed the life force of another gerbil? Okay, hold on. Okay, so what culture is famous for consuming people for life force? The Aztecs, right? Yeah, absolutely. They would, they would cut the heart out of a virgin and, and feed it to a sure. priest or something. Play basketball with it. No, that's the Mayans. The Mayans would cut the head off their enemies and, okay. then, and then play the ba- a basketball-like game with it. Aztecs. Yeah, the Aztecs would do it. Go to the top the of the gerbil's new name is Quetzalcoatl. That's good. I like that. It's, uh, it's actually so, okay, sort of pronounced Quetzalcoatl. So the gerbil has gone through this transition. It was Alice or you know Peeper or whatever the hell she said. Now it's killed. It's tasted blood. It's kind of risen like a phoenix, Quetzalcoatl. I I like I like that. Are you got any feelings on this one, Emily? No, I think that's a perfect name. Because it's so powerful, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't come up with anything better than it's that. It's very powerful. Well, done. Quetzalcoatl. Okay, now, Jordan. We have to be ready for this one. I want you guys both to be ready for this one, okay. in fact. This is the lightning round of all lightning rounds. I'm going to play this for you. Hey there, Jesse and Jordan. Uh, this is Dave uh, from Cape Cod. And I work at the front desk of an emergency animal hospital. So we get a lot of uh, stray cats and dogs uh, that people bring in and drop off. So um, what I would like is like, if you give me a, a list of names uh, for stray cats and dogs. Ooh. Um, you know, sometimes injured, sometimes not. Um, and I'll just sort of pick from the list uh, which one matches with best. And I can call you and let you know, you know what name got applied to which animal. Anyway, uh, thanks. All right, well, just just go around. Okay, I'm starting. Stumpy. Wait, wait, where are we going? Clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, we're going clockwise. Okay. Stumpy. King Jordan. Hungry Joe. Bountiful. Monopoly Man. Pony. Thimble. Shakes. Lucky. Earbone. Madam Shrimp. <laughs> um, fish Face. Donkey. Tumbles. Coconut. Michael Moore. Hatbox. Penny. Compact fluorescent. Leave Schreiber. Meter Maid. Speedboat. Bungles. Bojangles. Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo Jackson, too. <laughs> that should be enough, enough, right? That's good. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Love me, 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 love me,
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Emily Calderon, America's Radio Sweetheart, Lady Sweetheart. Man, this was a great program. I, had, I don't know about you guys, but I had a lot of fun. Come on. Yeah. It was great to have our, our old pal Emily on the program. Sure. She's Thank the ol- she's the only successful person ever to have attended the University of California at Santa Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Um it was quite the distinction. It was great to name stuff. Mm-hmm. It was great to hear about some great presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great to work out some of our concerns about other people's perceptions of us when we're mean to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great to hear uh, Coco barking at who knows what there for a little while until Emily uh, reached over and closed the door. Ghosts. Uh, so we couldn't hear. Wait a minute. My dog can see ghosts? Probably. Go- dogs are very perceptive. Ghosts and earthquakes. They can see both. They can see earthquakes? Mm-hmm. Earthquakes have a visual manifestation to a dog. Fuck shit. It looks like another dog. Teresa invented a new uh, exclamation recently. Shit dogs. Ah, that's good. pretty good, right? I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, shit dogs. That's good. You see what I'm saying? Okay, if you would, if you have something you'd like us to name, uh, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. 206-984-4FUN. Of course, you can always, you can call in with your own topic if you want to. We might play it or we might not, but I encourage that, Jordan. Sure, yeah, if you have an action item. If you have something that you think we should be doing on the program, uh, especially if you call, and you're humble. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to call in thinking they're going to be the star of our program. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? Right. I'll, I no will punch voting. them. I will punch them. I am not afraid to hit somebody. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Jay Leno lets Robin Williams run around on the show like he owns the show. That's not us, though. If you are Robin, if Robin Williams, Williams is here, and you want to buy the show, to us. if Robin Williams wants to buy the show, though, we will sell it to him, and then he will own it. Sure, depends on how much he'll give us for it. Oh yeah, I'll if take, it's in, I'll, you know, I'll take anything at this point. If it's in the thousands, I'd probably take it. Yeah, maybe even 1, in the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> if he's got any ducats, I would probably just take any mm-hmm. number of ducats, just because sure. I've always wanted to have a ducat. Literally a ducket. You see what I'm saying? Two zero six nine eight four four fun. Of course, the number to call. Um, by the way, Max FunCon is totally sold out now. Uh, however, yeah, go fuck yourselves. If no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we. Oh, it's, sorry. I, it's, I'm working on this. I'm working on this. It's possible some slots will open up. I'm. I'm trying to get the. The place only has a limited number of. Uh, a limited number of spaces, but. There is going to be another group there, so if there are any cancellations, either from our group or from that group... And What's plus, the other group? Do you know what it is? It's probably some kind of microbiology conference. No. I think that's usually the kind of thing they have there. It's like a mm. microbiology con- con- conference. Maybe but anyway, two groups will hook up and party? What I'm trying to say, Jordan, oh. they'll probably hook up in the hot tub, yes. Don't worry, nobody's going to get pregnant. It's impossible. <laughs> they'll be talking on their phones. Uh... If you want to get on the waitlist for Maximum Fun Con, yes. uh, email waitlist at maxfuncon.com. Uh, put your email address and your real name and uh, your phone number in there, and uh, we'll get you on the waitlist, and, and it's possible you can still get in. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not sure that you can still get in. But it's entirely possible that we'll be able to fit some more people in. I'm definitely working on it. Obviously, it's in my interest to get as many people in there as possible. Sure. Um, our theme music is Love You by the Free Design from their CD, uh, Kites Are Fun, the best of the free design, Con- contributed to us by the one and only Light in the Attic Records. By the way, if you'd like to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, you can always email me uh, about the possibility. My email address, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, 
at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to email us about anything about the show, you can email JJGo at MaximumFun.org. That's about everything, right? Yep. Be sure to visit SlateV.com where you can check out all of Emily's uh, cool videos and a few of Andy Powers. Mm. Oh, man. Stop it. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Thank <laughs> you.